Brand new episode, Nothing Important Podcast, your host Matt Reyes. Yo, 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 beautiful, beautiful day, incredible day, ladies and gentlemen, are you witnessing it? What was that movie that was on Netflix? Hilarious movie, Don't Look Up, and the movie was about, uh, doesn't matter what the movie's about. I just think about the title. Don't look up. Look up. Look up. It's fucking fantastic. Just look around you. Um, there's a lot of beauty around you. I'm inspired, which is a common event. And it's something I love to pass on to people. When you are working on the muscle of inspiration, it is a muscle. It is something that you have to seek. It's, some, it's a skill that you have to develop to draw inspiration from inside, outside, source it from your own personal creativity, however the fuck you're getting it. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And um, I didn't always have that muscle. So I had to go and train myself to see things in an angle and analyze things in a way that I could... uh, digest something that added on to me, you know? And that's all perspective. You can look at something, and if you see it, it's shadow. It can scare you. And if the sun is shining on a certain part of it, it can inspire you. That's just how everything works, ladies and gentlemen. It's just how everything works. And I'm inspired because I was listening to an audio book. I love audio books. It's the best way for me to absorb information. Everybody's different. We're all similar more similar than we are different, but everybody is different. And the way that my brain absorbs information at the fastest pace, I like to listen to audio books. And I was listening to an audio book is referencing some great writers, great authors. And they were talking about inspiration and they were talking about um, perspective. And I've talked about this a million times, but I love running into information from people that may not even be alive or um, that I was not aware of, was not in my psyche, was not in my bubble of consciousness, and it confirms thoughts that I have. For two reasons, ladies and gentlemen, because we all want to be around like-minded people. It is a fulfilling emotion to be around like-minded people, but also it makes you feel smart. And to feel smart is to be smart. No. Um, Yeah, it is. It is. You know, and I feel very inspired and I want to pass that on to you, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I was thinking about um, beside that movie, Don't Look Up. We're going to we're going to flip that around. Look up today. Today, chin up, eyes up, look around you. Stop looking at what you, you typically look at. Everybody's looking at people. Everybody looking at body language. Everybody looking at. You know what I'm saying? This and a third. You know, balance it out. If you, you know what I'm saying? If you cross in the street, you got to look, look both ways. But take a moment to look around you, you know? And beside that, I was thinking about this, this wonderful movie that I saw in my childhood. Uh, and you saw it in your childhood because they play this shit all the goddamn time on TV. Forrest Gump. And... um reason I brought that up is in this audio book, they were talking about like new ideas, new ideas, new concepts, new ways to see things. This is something that happens naturally. You can call it evolution. You can call it adaptation. It is the imperceptible intelligence of life where creatures in prehistoric times found ways to adapt physiologically to the changes of the world. And this happens on a smaller time scale with human beings. We haven't been around for so long. And we have found ways to evolve mentally, psychologically, physiologically, and adapt to the changes of the modernization of this planet. And um, I was thinking about, uh, I'll tell you about the book first and I'll tell you my thoughts. But so they were talking about the way that information or new ideas is perceived typically. It's always something that's kind of like pushed away. 
It's always something that people are afraid of because they may have developed and become grounded in rules or ideas that they believed have survived them up to the point of where they are. And so when new ideas come around, when change comes around, it becomes difficult for large groups of people to absorb that and understand what's going on. So it is a skill of the artist or the person that is expressing that idea to almost have to cloak those new ideas so that they are entertaining or, uh, you know, presented in a nuanced way so that people don't take it as something that's hurting them when in actuality it's something that is helping. It's something that aids in progression of thought and lifestyle. But people typically take those ideas and they say, no, this is wrong because this is what I learned. And I was thinking about this movie, Forrest Gump. It just popped in my brain. I was like, man, that is such an interesting film. Now, on the surface, the way it was cloaked, the veil that had to be presented to the people for the idea to be absorbed into their brain. Um, it's a guy who's mentally retarded. <laughs> and he lives in the South and he has this life where he's being persecuted. He's being bullied as a child because he has all these issues. And he, magically, he just goes out into the world without hesitation and achieves mastery in all these things. It seems like everything he puts his hand on turns to gold. It feels like everything, every path that he walks, he achieves some level of success in this movie. It's great success. And uh, parallel to that, you have all these supporting characters, the supporting cast in that movie, and they are living what is probably the typical human experience of perceived suffering and strife and being let down by life and being upset and going through all these pains. And the way I started thinking about it, because I was looking at this book, I was like, this is a veiled message. This is a veiled message. This is not about a guy who's mentally retarded. This is not about practical people. And Forrest Gump is just lucky. And he's around a whole bunch of negative, practical human beings. That's not what the movie's about. I really believe that the message there, and maybe this is just how I take it. You tell me. You tell me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, I'm going to tell you. The way I took it is like, imagine if you lived your life just acting on the step that's in front of you. Without these thoughts of doubt, without the rules of practicality, without the learned behaviors and the order and the rules, which are all just ideas and they're not yours. They're not yours. You were born into culture. You were born into civilization. You were born into a family structure. And those ideas from other people got imparted onto you. And you walk with them. Everything, ladies and gentlemen, everything is just ideas. It's ways to perceive things that are imperceptible. And we make them, uh, we put them in boxes so that we can organize and give these ideas out to large groups of people for everything. Math, you know what I mean? Think about it like we, we still don't know how the pyramids work. In 2023, we got, we got technology that is wild. In 2023, we can't figure out how they built the pyramids. And those people, it was not really common for them to be writing. It was not really common for them to pass on information the way that we pass on information. They weren't really reading like that. They had pictures, they had hieroglyphs, and most of the information was word of mouth. And that's how they developed their advanced civilization. There's different ways to do things. So like the common ways we do things, you know, common forms of absorbing information, literature, or understanding mathematics, these are all symbols and they're all somebody else's ideas. And back to Forrest Gump, you got this guy that he's not moving like everybody else is moving because what is perceived as a, a disability or something that's wrong with him. Um, but what it really is, it's just an absence of the absorption of other ideas. And somebody that's walking this planet, not on impulse, but without the restriction of can I or can't I. 
It's not even a consideration in this guy's mind in this movie. He's just moving around. Something is in front of him and the action goes into place. And that level of fluidity leads to this individual succeeding in every fucking thing that they do. In every fucking thing that they do. And am I saying that that's, that's the way that the world works? I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you how I took that message, the lens that I put on to observe something that I watched before. I'm rewriting history, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going back and looking at something in a different angle, in a more positive way. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at things. It's a beautiful way to look at things. You can walk around and limit yourself and say, I can't because... Or I can because, or you could do away with that and just do and just move and just act. And the continual force and momentum of this, I think successful people, I think there's so many parables. I think there's so many examples in life that that leads to more success than sitting there, hands in the pocket, you know, trying to plot out or be strategic. This is what I'm doing. Those skills are important. You want to, you know what I'm saying? You want to be practical to a certain level. But the magic of momentum and putting your energy on something without the consideration of if it's going to work or if it's not going to work. Something to consider already. Two two things that you got to carry with you, ladies and gentlemen. Two things you got to carry with you. Look up today. And when you are faced with something... Act without that consideration of is this going to work or isn't this going to work? Just get that out of your brain and act. And I believe just like adaptation or evolution or people call it God, people call it religion. uh, Some people think it's faith. That motion, it's with an energy of something that is higher than our conscious intellect. It's the same thing that developed the heart or the vital organs in the human body. It's the same thing that um, causes a man who is born into circumstances that the entire world would say it's impossible to get out of this. You know, there's so many examples of people not hearing that, drowning out that noise and just going forward and doing and accomplishing. And so I think that force is extremely powerful. It's extremely powerful. However you want to package it. You call it manifestation. You call it praying to God. You call it meditation. You call it um, work ethic. However you want to package it in your mind. Once again, these are all ideas, whether they be yours or somebody else's. It's just symbolism. The real energy, the real force behind this is the lack of considering can I, can't I. And just doing just do it. Just do it. Um, what do you think about that? Because I think it's fucking fantastic. I got some good energy today, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you got some good fucking energy. I like to think the way the universe works, that if you're listening to this today and see how magical this is, aren't you in a good mood right now? Isn't that coincidental? You just tuned in to the Nothing Important podcast, not knowing what I was going to talk about, not knowing where my energy was going to be at, but we synced up. And before you turn this on, you were already in a good mood. And now this is just confirmation. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? Yeah. I love to consider things from multiple perspectives because... Beside the fact of it being something I love to do, and you should do the things that you love to do. You should never limit yourself in doing the things that you love to do. As you mature, you will understand what you like, what you desire, what's a habit, and what you love. But once you figure out what you love to do, do those things. Because it's your life. Spend it wisely. And me sitting and thinking from different angles. I love doing it. It always gives me life. It gives me good energy. It gives me vitality. And when I do so, I, it, it disillusions me. I start to recognize that we live in a certain society, 
that has rules and ideas that are pervasive, but those things are not necessarily right or wrong. They're just what's going on right now. And you also, as well as myself, we all don't have to agree with it just because it's pervasive. You don't have to. You don't have to. And once again, in that not that freedom, you should not explore that freedom with the the rigidity of, uh, but I'm giving up this or something bad can happen. No, you just walk with freedom toward what you love and the things that you don't love or you don't like. You don't have to engage with it. You don't have to. You don't have to. You're free. Um, it's the high pitch. I was thinking about like uh, different cultures, Native Americans, Native Americans before, you know, what we learn about Native Americans, because this is what happens in the history textbooks. They, they usually tell you about these times of great change and transition. They don't focus on the hundreds of thousands of years of sustained culture. They don't tell you about those things. They give you these um, these markers in time where things changed, these big historical events. And I think that skews the mind um, and consensus toward focusing on power shifts. And I guess that's important, but we, then we lose out of those long span time spans where things were going in a certain way and analyzing that. And I think there's power in that as well. So back to Native Americans, I was thinking about like the way that they lived. They lived in a more natural setting and observing nature, observing very close to the earth, very radically different than the way that we exist now. Now, um, it's, once again, not right or wrong, not better or worse. I'm just talking about the differences. Nowadays, most people exist in a different dimension. We are existing in an internet reality. We're existing in a technological reality. We're existing in, you know, watching your TV, watching your cell phone, being on a computer the majority of the time. Whereas Native Americans, they were just in nature. And the symbolism that they developed from living that lifestyle, I think is something that is a, can be applicable and aid in freedoms in the modern day. You know, it's not to say, ladies and gentlemen, give up all your technology, give up everything, give up your shelter and go into the woods. You may not be prepared for that. You may not be prepared for that different set of rules, different laws <laughs> that you would have to abide by. You know what I mean? We got stop signs. Obey the stop sign. Probably wise. If you're a Native American back in the motherfucking day, they didn't have stop signs, but I bet there was something that they built or constructed or concept or signs that they developed like, oh my God, there's a, there's a wild predator behind that tree. And they had to learn how to, you know, that was their, don't get hit by a car, right? Um, but yeah, think about that, man. Think about that. Think about all the, the, the ways you can draw inspiration to free yourself up in, in now. And um, I love doing it. I imagine if you try it, You'll love doing it. I imagine that, ladies and gentlemen. I imagine it. Um, words get used so much, they lose their meaning. So I try to find different words that mean the same thing because I feel like that's effective in expressing something that you hear so much. Everybody talks about manifestation. Everybody talks about posit positive vibes. Positive vibes. And once that becomes colloquial... It becomes like, you know, you see this shit on TikTok now where it's like NPC trend and people are like, glizzy, glizzy. The, the, I don't know what the fuck. Is, I'm not going to judge it. I'm not trying to be negative here, ladies and gentlemen, but that's some wild shit. Pray for those people. Um, <laughs> but uh, how else could you describe these concepts that could illuminate in the brain what these ideas are getting at? You know what I mean? I think... It is all how you look at something. Everything has two sides. Something that is wildly negative to a person that triggers some negative response could be something that is a sign of beauty and positivity to another individual. It's all cultural. Some people, you know what I mean? If you're an American and you're walking down the street and 
there is a cookout and somebody invites you over to have a burger for free, you're going to say, it's my fucking lucky day. It's my lucky day. How American. You get a hot dog. You get a motherfucking burger. Incredible. You, that would make you feel good inside. You would feel positive after that. You'd be like, yo, what else? What else is going to come my way? This is luck. This is beautiful. This is a good fucking day. Adversely, you go to a different culture. You go to India. They don't believe in killing the cows. They worship the cows. So if they saw a burger, they'd be like, it's the devil. You know what I'm saying? So you understand what I'm saying? It's like, how do you take things? And I believe with reason and logic, you can change your life. You can transform your environment by changing who you are internally, who you are mentally, and starting to look at things as dual and having two sides. And once you expand your breadth of knowledge, expand your understanding of different cultures, expand your understanding of different methodologies, ideologies, religions, you can draw not superstitions from any of these things, but understanding that the power behind symbolism or imagery or cultural beliefs, superstitions, is not the actual physical thing, but the belief that people assign to these things. It is the belief that people assign to these things. You understand what I'm saying? There are people that walk around and when they see the color black, it fills their heart with joy. And they say black is beautiful and it's amazing and it's powerful and it's such an incredible color. It's strong, it's sleek. There's nothing like a black car. There's nothing like a, you know what I'm saying? All black outfit. There's nothing like it. It's, it's uh, the cleanest shit. It's the cleanest motherfucking shit. Adversely, somebody could have gone through a trauma and seeing somebody dressed in black triggers them to think, oh my God, funeral, negativity. It's like, it's all how you see it. And we, whether we know it or not, have the power to reprogram our own minds to see things in a positive. See things for its light. See things for... It's dual reality. It could be negative or you could draw positive from it. And I think that is such a profound and beautiful realization, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, it's aided by doing your motherfucking homework. Spend some time looking at things the way other people look at things and it will help you in your life. That would never hurt you. It would never hurt you. I make so many jokes about things that are pervasive in society that I may disagree with or that may be astounding to me or confusing to me. Big trend right now, body surgeries, um, men transitioning into being a female, female transitioning into being men. That is something that for my mind and my perspective doesn't feel right. It feels like something that, you know, and I'll give you my honest take on it. It's like, I think the imparting of these ideas on young people don't allow them to think for themselves and develop to an age where they're able to think for themselves and may cause them to do something that they didn't really want to do. They were just influenced to do. And there's large ramifications in changing your body because it's not reversible. It's not reversible. So I see dangers in that. I also believe that people should be free to do what they want once they're competent in their adults, right? So these are, these are my belief systems. But if I were to get outside of my own bubble of experience or my own opinions and consider from the perspective of individuals who are fighting for their, uh, it's not rights, you're, you're able to do this, more so uh, to not be judged or to not be looked at, which is an impossibility. People are going to judge, people are going to disagree. You know, that's just the reality of it. But there's this pervasive energy that says, this is right, and this is what I want to do, and this is who I am, and you must accept me. If I look at it from that angle, there's positives I can draw from that mentality. There is a freedom in that. There is a not being limited mentality, and it goes to a level where it may be extreme in my brain. I may, may say, you know, you know, if I, if I chop off one leg, that doesn't make me a flamingo. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if I... You get what I'm saying? I'm saying it as a joke, not to offend, but I'm just trying to express something. 
I may not understand it, but I can still understand from that mentality that is not mine that certain people don't feel limited to their physical um, reality. They don't feel that they should be limited to their physical reality. And I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. I don't identify myself as my body. I don't identify myself as my mind or my thoughts. These things are ever changing. They're ever changing. One day, I'm going to be 89 years old and I'm going to have wrinkles all over my body. And I'll probably need glasses at that time. And it'll be a completely different physiological state than where I am right now. I'm 31. I'm healthy. I have so many years of health in front of me. I'm mentally sharp. I'm, my vitals are, are in great condition. And you know what I mean? It's, complete, it's, a, it's a whole different person than who I'm going to be at 89 years old, but I'll still be me. My spirit will still be the same. My soul, the essence of what I am as a living being will still be the same. So I don't necessarily identify with my body either. I'm not going to go to the lengths of modifying it. But once again, when you, you step out of your shoes and look at it from somebody else's perspective, you can gain a positive. You can gain a positive. It's all how you look at it. It's all how you look at it. Oh, woohoo. Um, it's true. It is true. So the encouraging message, what am I trying to get behind, ladies and gentlemen? What am I trying to tell you is that if there is something that is haunting you, if there is a boogeyman in your mind or your closet or something in your life that you feel like is an external pressure or internal pressure, something that is bogging you down, feel free to face this thing, not in confrontation, but to dissect not only what makes you afraid about it, but draw a positive from it. Draw a positive from the situation. Understand that it's not all bad. That's impossible. It's impossible. There's so many fucking old one man's trash, another man's treasure. You know what I'm saying? This is how it works. This is how it works. And you have to embrace the duality of reality. Embrace the duality of reality. Put it on a t-shirt. Um, yeah. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. And uh, that's an amazing skill to develop as well as you get older. Um, symbolism. Understanding symbols and understanding how these things trigger maybe positive and negative responses in the mind, but um, also realizing as you get older that you can control a lot of that. You can surround yourself with things that make you feel good and you can get to a place of internal peace, mental peace, mental clarity, where you can be around things that once made you afraid and you can see the positive in it and it relinquishes that power. Fear is an incredible control mechanism. And you could be controlling yourself with fear, leading yourself down a negative path, or you could be, other people could be controlling you. You know what I mean? And you don't have to adhere to either of those things. You don't have to. You don't have to. You could just start to see things more positively. Assign your own meaning to things. Assign your own definition to symbols. Assign your, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's a wonderful, I said wonderful so many times, I'm going to say it again, ladies and gentlemen, so such a wonderful thing. It's such a wonderful thing. So many figures, public figures that have, you know, been famous and um, they have these ideologies that they're representing, which is just like a minimized, condensed version of a, very layered human and they represent almost ideas and people who come to mind when I think about this like Bob Marley represents this very even keel light-hearted positive revolutionary but not in an aggressive way in a mental way psychologically revolutionary figure 
um, of an enlightened nature. And it's universally absorbed. Guys like this. And uh, I think about like Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee has that famous philosophy, like be like water. And, you know, all that, all that stuff. These figures, these uh, people and the ideas that they put out. I feel like a lot of that way of being comes from a self-assignment of symbolism. Assigning to self what things mean. And there's great power in that. It's great power in that. Because if you were a Native American and you're in a part of a tribe, I imagine they had their own ideas of what danger meant and symbolism on what was good and what was evil. And you could be born into a tribe and maybe they thought uh, a red leaf was bad luck. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying. And they're saying like a red leaf is bad luck. Stay away from red leaves. And there's one kid that's born into that tribe and he just, for whatever reason, doesn't adhere to that consensus. He's like, no, red leaves are beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's, a, it's just one aspect of the overall big picture of nature. And that child may have probably felt pressure from the rest of the tribe. Like, no, you're, you're bad luck. You're going into negative things. Danger, 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 danger. Hundreds of years pass by. Nobody gives power to that idea anymore. And now that leaf is just a leaf. You know, now that leaf is just one of the many beautiful aspects of autumn. You know what I mean? Like, got to think about it like that. A sign meaning that is preferential to you. What is positive to you? Because when you don't, you allow other people to do it for you. And that means giving up control and allowing yourself to be led. And this is just the reality of life. If you're not thinking for yourself, somebody else is thinking for you. It's just the truth. It's a part of adulthood. It's something we all have to experience. And there is a beauty to this because once you are exposed to this, it may seem complicated in the beginning, but as you work any muscle, ladies and gentlemen, and you progress and you stay consistent with something, it becomes like riding a bike. You never forget how to ride a bike. It will become second nature. You will be able to assign whatever favorable concept to anything, the physical, mental, uh, language, anything. You'll be able to take these things as a positive and it will give you greater discernment. It's not to be delusional. Some things are not good, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I'm talking about Lauren Hill said it in a song. She had that Unplugged series. And she was talking about, you know, getting out of mental boxes. And she was talking about freeing her mind in a lot of these songs. And she said, superstition robbing us of our freedom. And I thought that was such a beautiful statement because it's so true. Cultural, civilizational concepts of what is bad can rob you of your freedom. All within the bounds of logic. You don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Consume venom. <laughs> you don't want to lose sight that alcohol is a poison. You don't want to, I'm not saying, I'm not judging drinking. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's more the limitations that get put on a life when people can't see the positive in all concepts. And all ideas and see how it's all part of life and life is good. Life is good, ladies and gentlemen. If anybody's telling you life is bad, if you believe life is bad, then you're saying to yourself, then death is good. And that's not that's not how I think. I don't think that's how anybody should think. Life is a beautiful thing. Life is good. Now I'm saying. Um. Birds are chirping. Very interesting, right? It was like R2-D2 sounded like that. It's a computer in this um, conceptual future in Star Wars that communicated 
in the language of the birds. What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, <laughs> I love doing this. And I will continue to tell people and encourage people, find what you love and stay around that. Stay around that, man. Stay around the things that you love. And if it's something that you don't love, even if you're so attached to it that it hurts releasing it, you got to release it. You got to release it from your life. Because once again, life is good. What's the point of being gifted life, which is only good to keep yourself around negativity, keep yourself in captivity of negative ideas or situations, environments, or people? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Stay around what you love. Do what you love. Do it. Um, yeah. 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 Old sage advice. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like going and buying crystals and casting them on the ground and lighting candles, and that makes you feel good, and it's in good energy, do it. Don't do those things engaging fear. Don't do those things in defense. Don't do those things as... Because then you're just acknowledging negativities. If you don't acknowledge fear, if you don't acknowledge negativity, a lot of that shit goes away. It goes away, ladies and gentlemen. It goes away. The power is in you. What Nas says, whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. Whose world is this? Genius. Genius, man. How does a kid come up with that? <laughs> From the projects, how does a child with all the ills of being in New York City, which is tough by itself, but being in the worst aspect of that city. Come up with that. I think that all those negativities are why. This is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. All those things that are perceived as negative, this kid had the gift of turning that on its other side and it becoming something that is golden for anybody who listens to his music. It becomes something that is inspirational, that is something you can live by, that will enrich lives, regardless of you grew up rich, poor, whatever. Whose world is this? The world is yours? Who told you? Who else said that to you? Who else said that to you? Nobody said that to you. A child of poverty, a child of uh, oppression said that to you. <laughs> That's how it works, man. There's two sides to it. There's two sides to it. Beautiful. A beautiful. A beautiful. I see it as God. This is not going to become a, a converting. I'm not trying to convert you to a religion. I'm not going to tell you to break out your Bibles. What I'm saying is, I look at it as like God is a genius. And it is understanding he had to put that soul in that body in that time and that hardship to produce something that not only enriched his life, Nas is living good. He has the accolades. He has all those things. But more important than his circumstance is what he gave to the world. That's the gold. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? It's not the money. It's not the success. It's not the award. It's not the comfort. It's not the security. It's not the getting out of your situation. It's the production of something out of that darkness that feeds the souls of so many people is incredible, is incredible. And I see that as God. You can see it how you want to see it. You're free, just like me. I see that as God, you know. I was talking to my girl about that. She was like, she has so much respect for Muslims because how much they pray and we were talking about praying and sometimes you get embarrassed because you're like man why do you only pray when you need 
why not pray consistently? Because whatever you want to call it, you want to call it the highest power, you want to call it the most high, you want to call it God, you call it Allah, you call it whatever. But that energy of life and positivity and um, it's mysterious, but it is magical. It is something that, you know, changes a creature that is in the water to be able to deal with predators, changes a creature that is on land to be able to consume things that it would, couldn't once consume and digest that and not actually give them nutrients um, instead of poisoning them. That imperceptible force of life, what I call God, is so consistently aiding in the bettering of living conditions and, uh, you know, it's a poor habit to then only seek that and communicate with that in times of hardship. Why not do that so consistently? So I agree with her. I'm like, man, I do respect that religion. It's like they, I'm not Muslim, but that discipline to consistently go to that source is a wonderful fucking thing. It's a wonderful fucking thing. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to adhere to any religion, ideology, methodology. I'm, I'm talking about just revisiting that appreciation and gratitude for that force of nature, force of life, force of mental energy, force of positivity that keeps us alive, that keeps us growing and learning, that makes us get out of hardship, that gets us out of situations that the world would say, it's impossible. It's impossible for you to get out of what you're in right now. Deep down, you know that that's not true. You could engage it. You could listen to the world. Or you could listen to yourself. You can go inside and say, yo, I know that that's not true. I've been in this situation, that situation. And I've been seen out of it. Why not revisit that energy and that mentality and that place consistently? I think you should. I think you should. I'm all about rewriting the past, ladies and gentlemen. When you learn new information, when you are exposed to new inspiration, you should go back to the things that you once thought were devils and demons and hardship and bad and evil and understand the necessity in those circumstances. You should. And you should have gratitude, not wanting those things more, but that you can learn from those things. They are teachers in your life. They are teachers in your life and they mold you and they fortify you to be able to do bigger and better things. Lean into it. Go into it. Walk with grace into the motherfucking unknown. How many t-shirts? Um, yeah. I'm grateful that I am the way that I am. Always trying to better myself. Always trying to grow. Understanding perfection is not real. But I am grateful that I've consistently had a natural quality that I don't attribute in some egoic way to myself. I'm not saying, oh, I'm better or I'm good. Or I'm I just feel blessed that I always have had a mentality that regardless of the circumstance that I am presented with, to always have a pervasively positive attitude about it. And... Um, that may, if you are like that, that may anger people because they're so invested in fear and they're so invested in rules and they're so invested in what they were told that they might think you're a fool or you're an idiot about it. Right back to Forrest Gump, different set of laws, different set. He was playing by a, di a different game. Everybody's saying he's retarded. You're retarded. You're retarded. Look at the life he led. Look at the life he lived. Look at the people around him in that movie. It's like only pain and... A disaster followed everybody else and he was just flowing through life doing what was in front of him to the best of his ability without a consideration of will work will not work just freely moving toward what was in front of him and did incredible things and lived an incredible life that people dream of living and that's an incredible thing as well it's like People dream of things that they can do and then don't do it. People imagine things that are within their capability or potential. 
I think when you are inspired to do something, even with no skill, that is the imperceptible intellect, the life force telling you this is something you could do. When you have an interest, when you have a passion, it's telling you you could do this or it is telling you you should do this because it'll lead you to what you can do and what you're supposed to do. And a lot of people choose to have that moment of inspiration, light the candle, and then put the candle out by thinking, by saying, but how, when, why can I do this? Can I do this? Instead of just walking that path of that generated interest and continuing to walk it without a canon or will it work? without a consideration of outcome, just doing so, you know? And I think if more people just did the thing that their heart was telling them to do, things work out for the best. Things work out for the best. When you assign the finish line to something, you may be limiting it or you may be going too far. So it's not like that. It's not like that. It's more like you're presented with opportunity And you will know if it's good or not. You just go on that path and it'll lead you somewhere better. And then that's life. That is life. You know, not sitting there and I'm going to do this. And then on a Thursday, this is going to happen. And I want I have this expectation. The money's going to be on the bank in this day. And it's not it. It's not it. What if evolution worked like that? What if the animals were that anticipatory? You know what I mean? It was a land creature and the earth started getting fucking hot. And it, instead of just naturally allowing itself and its physiology to change through generations to develop gills, what happens? They, they want to control the circumstance and they're like, all right, I'm going to hide under this tree or I'm going to go over here or I'm going to be nomadic and go over there. And then, you know, half of that species does that and goes extinct because they didn't allow themselves to be in the moment of what the life force was telling them to be in the moment with. And the ones who just existed listened to the inside, not the thoughts, not with the world or the rules or is this going to work? Can I? Can't I? Evolution took over and they just developed gills and then they're, they're fishies now. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I like what I'm saying. What do you think? I enjoy it. Does it inspire you? Does it inspire you? So many things in my past that I, like, when first introduced, it was almost like my body rejected it. <laughs> it was like my fucking mind rejected I was like, this is n- no, no. And in reflection, as I get older, I start looking at those things and I'm like, oh, it was just evolution. It was just adaptation. It was just growing. And so I try to gain strength from that perspective and put that into the present day um, and understand that things that are in front of myself and you can apply this to self as well. Forrest Gump it for a little bit. Forrest Law. It's a different set of laws. Just walk with grace. Don't think too much. Continue doing what you know you love. Continue doing what you know you love. And have faith in that. Have faith in that, man. It's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing. You need help along that. Ask for help. If you trust people, you can ask people you trust. If you don't trust people, go go to God or go to meditation. Go to whatever you feel like can, you know, go inside. And uh, I do believe that, that that's how it works, you know. That's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. We all have a garden in our mind, and we're all planting little trees. We're all planting little trees. And uh, water that garden. Continue to, you know, restructure and reprogram yourself. Be in the driver's seat and know that you assign meaning to the symbols. You have the power. You have the power. Hopefully somebody needs to hear this. And just like God worked through Nasir Jones and said, whose world is this? 
and it takes the minds of people who are in physical captivity because of environmental poverty and generational curses, and it opens something up in their mind, like myself, to consider maybe this world is mine, even though everybody's telling me it ain't. Maybe this is mine. Not as a conqueror, not as somebody who wants to destroy, but that I am here and what I see, I get to enjoy and I get to experience. Hopefully, this message, I'm not comparing myself to Nas, ladies and gentlemen, this beat, there's no beat on this. That beat was super fire, super stupid. Um, but what I'm saying is like, that's what I hope. I hope somebody needs to hear this and they hear it. And they start to see life in that way. That you can assign the meaning. And you have the power. You have the power, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody who continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to the Instagram. Nothing Important Podcast on Instagram. Like posts, like reels. Go on to the Twitter. I'm still building the Twitter. We're going to keep on building the Twitter, El Nada Dada. Go on to the Twitter. I'm going to be posting on there as well. I also share my thoughts. I love Twitter for that. You go on there and you have a good idea or you heard something or a quote or something funny, post it. It's beautiful. I'm also on YouTube for the visual aspect. I told you the way that my brain works. I like to listen to things all audio and let my brain do the picturing. But not everybody is me. So I create a format where you can have some visual stimulation while you're listening to the silky voice. Go on to the YouTube, Nothing Important Podcast on YouTube. Follow, like, subscribe. Until next time.